You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to His Royal Highness Haakon, the Crown Prince of Norway, address the 2022 Arctic Circle Assembly. President, Governor General, Prime Ministers, Your Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for that little video. It made me very proud of being a Norwegian. That was good. I haven't seen that before. When I was uh, 19, uh, right after high school, I joined the Navy. And while studying navigation at uh, the Naval Academy, I became very interested or more interested in maps and the way they are projected. And I, I find this map of uh, the Arctic fascinating because projection matters. When we change our perspective, it enables us to see the world from a different angle. A change of perspective helps us identify with others and immerse ourselves in their view. Changing the perspective redistributes power and position. And this is vital for progress, for development, and for solidarity. This particular map presents an image that differs from the view of the world many of us have. This particular map is of great importance, not just for the four million people who inhabit this area. It is important to all of us. Because the Arctic is, in a way, the, th the th thermometer of the world. Here, the consequence of, uh, consequences of climate change are evident. And this map is a compelling image of our interconnectedness as a global community, both east-west and north-south. Because when ice melts in the north, the sea level rises in the tropical south. I have seen this for myself on journeys to Tonga, Samoa, and Fiji in the Pacific, and when crossing the Greenland ice sheet this summer. Right now, at this point in history, what happens in the Arctic is more important than ever. That is why I'm honored to be here at the Arctic Circle Assembly today. This crucial and influential platform for discussing, discussing Arctic issues. In my country, Norway, the Arctic is above all a place where people live and work, where the traditional Sami way of life coexists with modern society, where discussions are focused on education, job opportunities, and how to build a vibrant society in the North for the future, and where we seek to find the right balance between people and nature. We're still working on that, by the way. The Arctic is full of opportunities, but we are also facing some great challenges. We know that climate change causes loss of biodiversity and ecosystem degradation. The Arctic is warming at an alarming pace. Spawning patterns are changing, some plant and animal species are at serious risk. What we are witnessing is not due to activities mostly taking place in the Arctic itself, but elsewhere in the world. What we cho choose to do 
at the national, regional, and global levels to reduce air pollution and greenhouse gas emissions will benefit life in the Arctic and its natural environment. And this is our common responsibility. Sustainable ocean management is vital to mitigate the effects of climate change. In order to deliver on the sustainable development goals, the world must produce more from the oceans. But we can only do this if we manage to protect the oceans better. We need to bring the ocean back into balance. At the global level, the high-level panel for a sustainable ocean economy, co-chaired by the Prime Minister of Norway and the President of Palau, has shown that we can build an ocean economy where effective protection, sustainable production and equitable prosperity go hand in hand. The panel's action plan identifies, and identifies measures needed to achieve sustainable ocean economies based on scientific studies and sound knowledge. Key to this is that all coastal and ocean states establish integrated and sustainable ocean management plans. At the regional level, a Nordic ministerial declaration was signed in Oslo in August. It presents bold ambitions for advancing the green transition and a sustainable ocean economy in the years to come. The essence is this. We need people in the Arctic and we need to strike the right balance between protection and development. To mitigate climate change and to ensure both the protection and the development of the Arctic, we must continue our efforts to achieve the green transition. I am optimistic about the opportunities green innovation and technology offers. Advancing the green transition and expanding our knowledge of the Arctic will require stable, long-term and ambitious investments in science and research in the North. It will be critical to develop the green energy and green shipping sectors. Research activity in the Arctic is a cornerstone of Arctic cooperation. Norway has facilitated international polar research in Svalbard for more than 50 years. At New Ålesund Research Station, more than 20 research institutions from 11 countries are conducting long-term research and monitoring activities. Scientists are working together to gain greater understanding of the environment, climate, oceans, biological diversity and metrology. As I mentioned, I was lucky enough to be a guest of our Greenlandic friends earlier this year. I was fortunate to participate in an expedition organized by the University of Tromsø, the Arctic University of Norway. The objective of the expedition was to raise awareness and disseminate knowledge about polar history and research in the Arctic. And I wanted now to invite you to come with me. You can still hear me, right? Even though I move away, or no? Yes? Not really? Yes? Yes? <laughs> okay, I'll go back here then. It's okay? All right, it's good. I can go out here. All right. So I wanted to invite you to come with me to a day at, uh, the, in the middle of uh, Greenland on the ice sheets. This particular morning is an incredible morning. It's beautiful, sunny, and every direction you see 
white snow and ice as far as your eye can see. And under my skis, there are three kilometers, 3,000 meters of ice. It cannot get any vaster. So it's a beautiful morning, but it's windy, and it is really cold. And right when I'm standing here, or we are standing here together on this ice sheet, it dawns on me how important research and science is. Because without science, how can any of us understand the impact of our way of living has on the ice sheet in Greenland and on the planet, on the lives of billions of people? It is research that enables us to connect the dots. And this research is crucial not only for the Arctic region, but for the rest of the world as well. I am confident that the UN Decade of Ocean Science 2021 to 2030 will give us more of the knowledge we need. The Arctic is a diverse region, but we have succeeded in finding common solutions to enable us to coexist sustainably in the North. Multilateral cooperation is still needed to address current cross-border challenges. Over the years, we have established effective forms for multilateral cooperation in the Arctic, such as the Arctic Council and the Barnes Euro-Arctic Council. We have also put in place sound legal framework, including the law of the sea. The Arctic is a well-regulated region, but today, as we have heard, geopolitical tension are making cooperation more difficult. But the challenges we are facing are no less urgent. We must maintain our shared focus on safeguarding biological diversity and promoting valuable scientific progress in the Arctic. The, the work is of value far beyond our regions. What is being done in the Arctic matters to the entire world. And that is why we need to maintain the structures of cooperation in the Arctic. Nor I look forward to assuming the chairmanship of the Arctic Council from 2023 to 2025. The Arctic is beautiful and vulnerable. It is rich in resources and untamed. It is busy urban life and it is vast landscapes. But we cannot afford to romanticize the Arctic. Its well-being is critical to our existence. I am glad to know that today this community has gathered here from across the world, united by its commitment to this unique part of the planet. I have high hopes for what the discussions will bring and what we can achieve together. Thank you for your attention.